Hello, hello. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello, everybody. How you doing today? Uh, in case you're joining us for the first time, I am Craig Greca. I am a six-degree senior master instructor in the universal martial art, as well as a fifth-degree master in the Choi Kwon Do martial art. And we're here today to discuss the teachings and the martial art training inside the Karate Kid universe. And the Karate Kid universe composes of the Karate Kid movies, all of them, and the Cobra Kai Netflix series. So uh, this week's example is coming to you from the first Karate Kid movie where uh, Mr. Miyagi is teaching Daniel um, the lesson about balance. And he takes him fishing and then says, you know, Daniel, I need you to get on the bow. And he's like, he starts bowing like, you know, like he's being uh, good discipline, whatever. And Mr. Miyagi's like, no, not that bow. Stand on the bow of the boat. So it's kind of funny. Um, and he teaches him, he has him, does blo has him do blocking uh, while he's on the bow of the boat. Um, and there's a funny scene where he knocks him into the water, which is kind of funny. Um, incidentally, by the way, uh, the Cobra Kai uh, Netflix series, uh, season three, they um, did the same uh, kind of thing. Um, Sam was having some issues, um, at, and she stayed out of school, and then uh, Daniel took her fishing and uh, tried to get her to do the same thing, uh, to stand in the bow of the boat, which was uh, reminiscent of the Karate Kid Part 1 movie. Now, there's a lot of examples, um, especially in the uh, Miyagi-Do dojo, uh, with the concept of balance, okay? Um, there's another example in the Cobra Kai TV series where he's teaching um, Samantha and um, Robbie the wheel technique using a balance uh, disc that's in the water, and they're both on it, and they're doing a kata. So he's teaching them how to balance and how to work together and how to, how to sense what the other person's going or doing. So it's called the balance circle. Um, then there's also another reference where um, Samantha LaRusso, uh, Daniel LaRusso's wife, is asking him how he's going to um, balance uh, teaching martial arts and doing uh, work at the dealership, you know. And then Daniel's like responds and says, hey, balance is my thing. You know, so um, there's a lot of references throughout the Karate Kid universe in the uh, balance department. And incidentally, that is our topic for today. Our topic today is balance. Okay. Now, just some personal history on this um, that many of you guys may or may not know. When I was a kid, um, I made a permanent obstacle course in the woods behind my house. Now I had um, I had a lot of obstacles, but um, I did have two balance obstacles uh, that were pretty uh, pretty cool in the in the um, the obstacle course, and one was a bridge. Now um, it's kind of funny. I, I got to tell you the story. I mean, I, I told myself I'm not going to tell the story about how we got the bridge, but uh, my father and I we built a um, a, a ramp uh, for my um, for my grandmother when she came to live with us for a while. Um, and the ramp was used to, to get on our porch, to get in our house uh, for her wheelchair because she was wheelchair rid ridden and um, we had to use the ramp in order to get her up to the house. So uh, we built the ramp. Now, uh, eventually um, our grandmother was 
beyond our care, and she had to go to a, um, a facility. Um, so afterwards, my dad didn't know what to do with the ramp. So I asked dad, can I have the ramp? So for a while, the ramp was used between two hills. There was kind of like a little uh, like, uh, area where water would run under, underneath, and I used it um, as a bridge in my obstacle course area in the uh, woods. But later on, I had this grand idea to raise it up really high. So I built a uh, like a support structure for it, and I raised the ramp uh, five feet off the floor so that you can practice your karate training up on the ramp, and you could you know punch and kick and all that stuff. And if you uh, didn't have good balance, you could be thrown off the ramp and then ha- thus have to land uh, five feet down and roll whatever using your martial art ninja skills. So that's how that ramp became to be. So I, I feel like I had to tell the story about how the ramp was built because back then I didn't have such good carpentry skills as I do now. So I wasn't able to build something like that. Uh, my father built it um, and I just used it. Um, but I also had another obstacle as well and it was a, um, a rope bridge. And the rope bridge was actually, I, I went ahead and hiked it up to 10, 12 feet in the air. So I had stuff all over the place. Um, the way the obstacle course ran is I had um, like, a, like a log lashed up to a tree and I would run and grab that, which was about, uh, it was a little bit like over my head, like around six feet. And I would grab it and then I would loop around it like you do in gymnastics and then I would get on top of it and then I would get onto another one and I would get myself about uh, 10 to 12 feet in the air. Uh, then what I would do is I would take rope bridges, I, I think I had two, two rope bridges that would, one uh, bottom rope, one top rope, and they would connect, and I would go to the next rope bridge, and then I would go on to a zip line, which would take me across the uh, woods. Now, all this stuff I built myself when I was a kid, um, since I didn't have the carpentry skills that I do today, um, all that stuff, uh, it's not just the carpentry skills too, it's the money. <laughs> I was just a, a teenager, um, college student, teenager, and I didn't have a lot of money, so um, I would buy rope because um, I could buy a bag of rope for pretty cheap. And I would use um, Boy Scout lashings on those to build everything. So, um, And I would use it to develop my balance skills. Now, um, it's an understatement, if I, if I didn't tell you this, that I had a huge complex in the backyard. It was complete with plants, bonsai trees. Um, it was truly a Miyagi-Do dojo back there. Okay, um, I even... Um, I even grew a plant inside of a tree stump in the back. That's, that's, that's the stuff I did when I wasn't training. Um, so um, my dream, of course, is to be able to do that again. I'd like to be able to build a Miyagi-Do dojo in some capacity uh, in my backyard or somewhere um, again. So that's, that's what I always uh, strive towards. But anyways, um, moving on, um, the... A lot of these podcasts, when I do them, um, I talk about a work task. So we talk about what's the work task today that uh, that you would do to reinforce your karate training. And the first thing is is uh, having a basic use or knowledge of knots. Okay, um, I'm always trying to teach my kids a few extra tricks when it comes to knot making. Okay, uh, in fact. Um, when I build the haunted house here at the studio, I make the ceiling completely composed of rope. 
And the reason why I do that for is because I can lay cloth and stuff like that on top of it and it makes a ceiling. Uh, now I could do more construction and use more wood and make a real ceiling. The problem with making any kind of makeshift ceiling is if the kids run into the sides of the walls, they can knock the ceiling down and then it would come on top of them and it becomes a safety issue. But just having like a rope fall on them or a blanket fall on them is not a big deal. So um, the basic use of Boy Scout knots. Now, of course, many of you guys know I'm an Eagle Scout. Uh, so my use of knots was extensive. Um, I still use it to this day. Um, I use different knots to do that. Um, and also, too, not just knots, but also lashings. Lashings is a specific, a specific kind of uh, knots that you do to wrap logs and connect them to another log. Um, when we were uh, kids and I was in scout camp, I took what's called Pioneering Merit Badge. And in Pioneering Merit Badge, um, you would take lashings. You can build anything. We'd build uh, uh, catapults. We would build um, uh, towers. We would build all kinds of stuff with lashings. So um, that's a great way to build yourself a rope bridge at home. Now, since I've gotten older, um, I've learned how to build obstacles out of wood. In fact, uh, many of the things that I have inside the studio are creations of mine. For example, I have this uh, complex thing known as the uh, Ninja Warrior Training Gym uh, that's all blue in the corner of my studio. And it has a rock climbing wall on it, a peg wall. It also has a salam ladder, um, a salmon ladder. And then it also has a monkey bars. And the monkey bars can be rigged with uh, gymnastic rings, as well as uh, cones or globes uh, or nunchuck grab. Um, it can be used for all that to work on your American Ninja Warrior training skills. Um, I also have parallel bars. Uh, I have straight ramps and up ramps. I have fence jumps. I have uh, balance beams, that, the, the works. So what I want to focus on today is um, how, you can, how would, I, would you learn how to build stuff your own obstacles at home. Um, so first thing I do is I draw up the plans. Okay, so I take my drawing skills and I, I do a little bit of a, I don't do, it's not extensive, but I do some like uh, some drafting and I draft what my basic concept is. Um, and then I have to um, do the measurements like based on how big I want it to be and how I'm going to make it and everything else. And I draw the plans of how I'm going to do it. Um, then after I'm done with the basic measurements and I see the basic concept, then I make a Home Depot shopping list, okay? Then I go up to Home Depot and I grab all the stuff that I need to do it, okay? Then I go out in the uh, driveway and then I cut the wood. I use uh, uh, wood screws um, uh, to, uh, to construction screws to, to build it. I frame it pretty good um, and then I firm it up to make sure it's strong so that anybody can go on it. Um, most of the obstacles that I have in the studio, mostly all of them, can be rated. I call them rated up to about 300 pounds. So, like, any kid doesn't have to worry about it. And, of course, I can do them uh, since I weigh about 200. Um, and uh, then I could uh, do any, use any obstacles in the studio. And adults can do it as well. Now, the, the uh, obstacles that I built inside the studio for use is I have built three balance beams. Now, I have one lower balance beam. I have one kind of a little bit higher. And then I have a really high balance beam for people that want to conquer their, uh, their uh, fears as far as the um, height goes. Uh, so they're all different heights. And the reason why I bring this up is that any martial arts instructor can build these. Um, the, 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 the construction form is very simple. 
Um, it's just simply used, a lot of times I use like a six or an eight foot two by four. Um, I put another one behind it to make it stronger so it doesn't bow as much. And then I build, um, then I put like a cross piece on each end and then a support piece sometimes in the middle so that it doesn't bow uh, when, when heavier people are on it. Um, and it keeps a nice firm thing. And then after that, you have to sand it completely. Like you have to sand it a lot to make sure that it's soft as soap. For people that heard my sand the floor podcast, I make sure that it's really, really soft. Then of course you can paint it and put a lot, I paint it and then I put a bunch of sealer on it so that the paint doesn't mark up the floor and so that it doesn't wear out over time. And those three balance uh, beams are very useful in our studio to work on balance. Now, as far as the martial art practice goes, okay, what can you do to martial arts? Now, a lot of times I talk about punches and kicks and different punches and different kicks. Today, I kind of focused our balance on um, some balance, um, some one-legged poses that are done in yoga. Okay, so all these, I have seven different, seven of my favorite one-legged poses um, to, that, that are done in yoga to, help, to work on uh, balance. Now, balance in general is often overlooked, okay? Some people uh, will do weightlifting and they use a lot of cable um, weightlifting um, machines and they don't get the stabilizer muscles that are necessary to make sure that your muscles are not only uh, shapely or strong, but also too that they're useful. And they're useful because your stabilizer muscles. Typically people that do free weights or people that do yoga or people that do martial arts, We'll work on those stabilizer muscles so that they can have muscles that are useful, okay, with the strengthening. So, so here are some of the uh, the yoga poses that I recommend. Okay, one of my favorites is the flamingo pose. Okay, now I may not have the exact correct names for some of these poses because a lot of people, like I don't know, like the the yoga names form the official yoga names. Um, a lot of people that are in yoga knows what know what those are. So basically, I'm gonna kind of know what the what people call them. There's some of them are called by animals or plants or um, um, certain uh, concepts. I'm gonna use most of those and then I'll describe what they are so that people can do them at home. So the flamingo pose is one that I like to do because um, it stretches out my knee really good. So um, you're on one leg, you uh, lift your, your uh, foot behind you and you grab your ankle. And then you pull your ankle in close to your to your glutes, and then you put your opposite hand in front of you to counterbalance you, so that you can have a nice pose there. And while you're doing the pose, you're stretching out your hip flexor and your knee. Then there's another one that uh, you grab the leg in front of you. Now you can do this in two ways. You can grab just underneath the knee and pull the knee up to your chest. Uh, in fact, we do this in our, one of our stretching routines, and I find that most kids can't do it. They all fall down. Um, or you can grab underneath the knee um, to just kind of work on the balance itself and less on the, the stretching of the, um, the glutes. Um, there's also another one that's, um, some people call this the tree pose, uh, but there's different ways you can do it. Um, you have one leg straight, and then you put the other leg, the bottom of your foot, on the inside of your knee. And then you could hold your hands in prayer. Sometimes I've seen it with the hands up in prayer high, like above your head. Then I've also seen the arms outstretched, like as if you're a tree. So we could call that one for practical purposes, the tree pose. 
Now, another one that's like the Flamingo is called the Royal Dancer. Now, the Royal Dancer, you lean forward a little bit more than you do in the Flamingo. You put your arm out, and then you grab your ankle again like you did before, but instead of pulling it close to your glutes, you, you kind of flex the, the knee, flex the leg, so that the arm, the leg is more, I mean, the arm is, the, the leg is more outstretched and your arm is out behind you a lot more. And they call that the Royal Dancer, okay? The next one is the Warrior Three Pose. Now, to describe this one, you're on one leg again and you are um, <clears throat> reaching out like you're Superman, okay? So like you're Superman or Superwoman, Supergirl, whatever they call it. You're out there uh, reaching your hands out and your one leg is straight behind you like you're flying through the air, okay? Um, the next one is um, is the chair pose. Now, the, tr the traditional chair pose is with two, two feet, but this is the one-legged chair pose. So you take your ankle and put it on top of your knee and you sit down in the chair, okay? Then you can put prayer hands in front of you, um, and that is a great pose, the one-legged chair pose. And then the last one, uh, number seven here. This one's not using the legs, it's using the arms. It's, it's called the side plank. When you're doing the normal plank and then you come up and you put one arm up and the other arm is, is, is uh, holding your whole body weight up where both feet are flat on the floor, that's called the side plank. And that uses your arms more for balance than it does your legs. But as I've said in many times before, you wanna have uh, whole body control when you're doing martial arts um, or any other exercise similar. Now, <clears throat> besides the martial art practice, uh, balance is not just the physical, it's also the mental as well. And the um, balance, what, what Mr. Miyagi says in the Karate Kid Part 1, is he says, um, uh, hey Daniel, you remember the lesson of balance? And he says, not just for karate, but for your whole life. Okay, so balance is a lesson for your whole life. Your life must have balance in all things, okay? For example, uh, balance in between work and play, balance between learning and fun, like we do in class, okay? Um, a balance between being active and having rest, okay? And also, too, be, uh, balance between passion and principle. Okay, so you have to, you have to have balance in all things, and you know there's a lot of things that people say about um, this or that, but a lot of things come down to balance. Okay, a lot of things come down to how well you balance your life. Okay, uh, the balance between taking care of yourself and taking care of others, um, even. The balance between secular and spiritual, okay? So for example, we just had Christmas not too long ago. The secular Christmas versus the spiritual Christmas. Both are important, okay? If you just do the spiritual all the time, maybe you're not having very much fun, you know? The spiritual is important as well. So that's, that's important to have balance between. Also, between balance between being serious and being silly, okay? Sometimes it's... You're supposed to be serious. Other times you can be silly, okay? Not do, doing too much of one or the other is not good. Also too, between happiness and sorrow. So some people make the biggest mistake, they think they always have to be happy all the time, okay? I know there's some times where I wanna put a sad song on 
and I just want to have some tears because, you know, what things have gone on in my life, my father passing away, my mother being sick, um, and her health declining. There's a lot of things that you can do. Sometimes you have to go through the cycles, okay? You can't have happiness without sorrow, okay? And that makes you a complete human being. That makes you a complete human being is to go through those things and to have balance in your life. So all life has balance, okay? And what we always talk about every day in our podcast is how to uh, learn martial arts. In order, in order to fully learn martial arts or karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. And I know that I, I go into some philosophy stuff as well, but the philosophy stuff is important because it helps to form your uh, mental capabilities for martial arts. Okay, it helps you to, to live a, a full life. And that's exactly why we're here. Okay, um, The secret word today, the secret word or phrase, we always have one every podcast. The secret word is the lesson of balance. Just to kind of uh, talk to Mr. Miyagi about that one. So the lesson of balance is today's phrase. Now just remember, we're here uh, every week to learn martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life increased productivity and a better world that's the key so i hope you enjoyed my podcast today and as always this is karate kid master dojo this is master craig take care have a great day bye-bye